Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. I've I've actually got a bone to pick with you this week, man. Is that is that meant meant to be a dig at me from last week? <laughs> it wasn't, but uh, I'm I'm glad you thought that. Uh, it's no, been a hell of a week, Alex. It's actually because, um, as you know, me and and the majority of of Twitter at large have have a certain fondness for dogs, and I just yep. found out that you have two of them yeah. and, and never really post pictures about them. Uh, yeah, not not very often. If I rarely get them to sit still long enough to take pictures of. Well, so, so like, what, do you, what are you, some of your favorite things to go do with the dogs? Um, well, they, they love riding in the car, so, you know, now and then, you know, we'll just, especially, like, on a Sunday afternoon, if we've got nothing going on, we'll get them up in the back of the car and just go drive and go get ice cream or something and just let them, you know, get away from the house for a little while and get go riding. Or sometimes, you know, we'll take them walking on trails with us, that sort of thing. They just like being outside. So, you know, if we, if we can find any activity for them to be outside doing, they love it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like I used to I used to take my dogs to the uh, to the pond nearby. OK. And unfortunately, I had to stop because they kept getting attacked by the ducks out there. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that's what I get for having purebred dogs. <sighs> See, I was starting to feel bad for Walter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Race and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. How you doing tonight, Cam? What? Shaking bacon. Oh, not too much. Uh, if we seem a bit distracted in this first segment... Uh, there, there's a good reason for that. We are uh, having to record a little bit early this week because I'm going to the game on Sunday and it's, uh, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. So, uh, this one right understand. here goes out to all the baby's mamas, 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 and baby's mamas, mamas. mamas, mamas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've waited all week to just be able to say that on the show. That's, that's a beautiful thing, Cam. That yes. Was, yes. That was lovely. Here, um, but anyway, we're a, we're a touch distracted this evening because we are in the top of the eighth inning against the Phillies. Uh, Phillies holding a three to one lead at the moment, so we are trying to record a podcast while also watching that. Uh, right before we clicked record, some dude named Coonrod threw two pitches up and in to to Acuna with the second one hitting him flush on the hand, and he had to be rushed down into uh, into the back. So, um, not happy at the moment, guys. A uh, little bit angry. Um, so, uh, I, I just saw someone posted a video of the last time Acuna faced, faced Coonrod. Say that five times fast. Yeah. And it was during the, uh, the home opening series, and... 
uh, Acuna hit a, a massive bomb and and went a little bit crazy with the celebration. So it uh, that it certainly doesn't excuse Coonrod coming up and hitting him, but it sure as hell makes it look like it was on purpose. It is very unfortunate. Um, and I'm sure everybody listening to this is going to know what the deal is by the time this episode drops on Monday. Um, I doubt we find out anything as we record tonight. So uh, just know that uh, Saturday Night Us is hoping for the best, but prepare probably for the worst because that didn't look great. Yeah, no, no, that didn't that didn't look good at all. And uh, and, and Ronnie's the type of guy that. You know, if it's if it's a uh, a minor or, or some if it's not serious, that guy's taking his base and he's gonna make you pay on the base paths. Yep. Um, it it looked pretty serious, unfortunately. <sighs> Frustrating. Very. So, um, if you want to buy your fuck the Phillies T-shirt, yeah. There it is. <laughs> you can do so at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast. Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Lord. other than that, uh, how was your week, Alex? Oh, goodness gracious. It's, uh, uh, it's been, been a good week. Um, you know, still, still living in a home without a kitchen. So that's been interesting. Lots of, uh, lots of takeout and microwaved meals for us. Fun. Yes. Well, hey, at least uh, at least your fridge still works. I'm assuming. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Yes. Uh, I. What am I drinking tonight? Let me take uh-huh. this take this koozie off of it. I am drinking a uh, Southern Pecan Nut Brown Ale from Lazy Magnolia Brewing in Kiln, Mississippi. Hey, shout out Kiln, Mississippi. I didn't know that was a place. Um, but yeah, uh, delicious. I'm a huge fan of brown ales. Oh yeah, uh, and the uh, the little bit of uh, pecan flavor really does it good. Interesting. I've never never had a, a pecan flavored ale. I bet that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. What What about you? What are you drinking? Uh, I am currently drinking a Bob Euchre Classic Miller Lite from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A swig <laughs> of beer for the working man. We don't We don't need to shout out the birthplace of Miller Lite. <laughs> don't we though i don't know yeah i guess so <sighs> mercy well luke jackson just shut down the phillies in the eighth man so, so that's a beautiful thing it's almost like uh he's elite <laughs> we've been trying to tell people cam boy i told him let me tell you Every, everyone thinks it's shtick so we can sell some t-shirts but uh it's kind of a real thing this year. Luke Jackson's actually been fantastic the vast majority of the season. He's allowed what? What one run? I think. I I think two. two. I, I think okay. he allowed one run in two games. But that's pretty much better than any other Braves reliever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would I would definitely say so. Things uh. Things have not been going well with the uh, with the bullpen as of late. Um, been a lot of shuffling of, uh, of of players out there. Oh no, kidding! It is a revolving door out there. Yeah. So so the other day the Braves uh, the Braves designated Nate Jones for assignment. Thank you, God. 
Well, you knew it had to be coming, right? I I was hoping so. I wish it had come a little bit sooner, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, and, and selected the contract of Carl Edwards Jr., uh, who made exactly one appearance before also being designated for assignment. Yeah, that was uh, that was wild. <laughs> that was, uh, hey, Carl, good to see you. Bye. Which I hate because I I felt like he could have been a, a good piece, honestly, you know, a good, solid veteran. But, um, you know, I've I've spoken to some Cub fans about about Carl Edwards and their their take on him was that he's either going to come out of the bullpen and be lights out three up, three down, or he's going to allow two to three runs in an appearance. And that like there is no in between with that guy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so the Braves have called up uh, Yasiel De La Cruz uh, to to take that empty bullpen spot. Uh, not sure if we're actually going to see him or if he's going to get the uh, the Patrick Weigel treatment from uh, from last year and the year before, where he gets called up and just sent back down without an appearance. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was that was a good time. Hey, uh, you know what else is fun? What's fun? Uh, calling high school baseball games, which I got to do last night for the first time this year. Yes, yes, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I I'm not gonna tell you how. I kind of know somebody, guys, but uh, I, I got to listen to a little bit of this. Yeah, yeah. Alex got to tune in and sent me uh, very inappropriate messages while I was on the air yes, trying to get I, me to break. I, all all I wanted to do was get one laugh out of Young Cameron. Uh, before his broadcast was over. And, okay. And, and to his eternal credit, he, uh, he he kept it together. You implied that one of the visiting players pooped in a urinal. It's possible. I was making up. I was making up stories for every player. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> and I was making up some player names too. So so I, I was having a little bit a little bit of fun there. Hold on, let me scroll back. So oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we did have some good uh good yeah. backstories going on. I was on trying the game to started. have him bring me on to do color for his play by play, and I said I can just come up with stories. I'll say, you know, when Cade McClanahan here was in grade school, he was a world class badminton player. So you can really tell where the hand eye coordination comes from. Back to you. <laughs> You had a couple more. Th- throw them out there. Elijah Coleman has had five days of ISS already this year, and you can really see that in his plate discipline. Got to be a concern for Coach Truitt. Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh. Hold on. There's more. There's more. There are more. Walker Stevens was once con- once suspended for pooping in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That, no, no, that that's the one that you sent me during the game to try to get me to crack. Yes, but 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 you know, me being a true professional, I am not looking at my phone during the broadcast, or at least not while I'm actually on air. Maybe during a commercial break. <laughs> oh, definitely during the commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which not a, not a whole honestly. So the format uh, of of our program, I have sixty seconds. Uh, from the time an inning ends to when I come back from commercial. And typically those 60 seconds are filled with writing down like 
quick notes about the inning for my recap show after the game is over. So honestly, I don't have a lot of time to dilly dally because I'm I'm a one man booth and there's a lot to do. I mean, let's um, we're we're kind of we're kind of ignoring the the real point we're all we're both trying to make here, which is that everybody knew a kid that that pooped in the urinal in in grade school, right? Hell, I know a kid that did it in high school. <laughs> I feel like that is definitely more of a high school thing. That <laughs> let me tell you something. All right, middle schoolers are mean, but high schoolers are just gross. Okay, disgusting. Some disgusting, of the <laughs> just degenerate human beings. <laughs> like they might not be as mean anymore as they were from sixth to eighth grade. But like, OK, so for instance, and I'll, I'll chalk this up as impressive, but also kind of gross. OK, freshman year of high school. I will never forget this. Uh, we're standing in the hall waiting for uh, the gym to be. Uh, so our, our high school had two gyms, basically the full size gym and then what they called the auxiliary gym, which was like a like a practice gym facility you know, for basketball. Like it didn't have any seating in it or anything. It was basically just a basketball court with two feet of space of hardwood space beyond the, um, the boundary line, you know, around the court. So kind of just a smaller gym. Basically we were having gym class and that, that particular gym that day, we were waiting for the doors to be unlocked. So we're all standing out in the hallway and there's this one kid and, you know, you remember that one kid in high school that he was always kind of around the popular kids, but he was always the one that got picked on within the popular circle. Yes, that was me. Okay, so, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying to throw daggers or anything, but so this, this kid is standing there, minding his own business, when all of a sudden, uh, let, let's call him Ryan. We all knew a Ryan, right? Sure. Okay, Ryan comes running from one end of the hallway down towards this poor, unfortunate soul standing up against the wall and somehow in one swift motion ryan jumps into the air gets his ass face level with this other kid farts mid-air sticks the <laughs> landing and takes off down the hallway never to be seen again <laughs> the literally literally one of the most impressive athletic maneuvers i've ever seen in my life like i ability to time that yes is, is truly <laughs> remarkable i i was shocked it was bananas uh, so yeah so, high schoolers are gross uh uh i'll i'll tell this story and, and cam i believe i've told you this before but I, i'm i'm fairly certain i haven't talked about it on the show okay so so there was this kid in in high school. I believe it was freshman year, maybe sophomore year. Um and and we all had this fifth period teacher uh that that we didn't like. Fifth period was right after lunch. Okay. Um and so being the horrible degenerate human beings that we were uh at that age. Yeah. We at lunch we we cooked up a plan to to mess with this teacher. Uh and, and we had to we had to find somebody who was willing to execute this plan for us. Uh, and in order to do so, we we collected money from everybody. So everybody pitched in a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there. 
I think we came up with 50 or 60 bucks, which, you know, to a, a freshman or a sophomore in high school, that's a fortune. Yeah, that's a that's a decent amount of beer and or wheat. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. So so we give we give this guy the money uh, and we get in, we get into class. And, and, you know, the thing that that you do in high school where where you like. Pretend you're reading a book and you put your head down on your arm so you can go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Classic move. So so he's doing that. And and we're all just sitting there dead silent, just waiting for what's coming. And teacher's talking. And in the middle of her talking, he just pops his head up and goes, Miss Greg, I had an accident. No. And... And sure enough, this guy, there was, this guy had peed himself on purpose in class. And oh my was, God. There was a puddle on his seat and the entire classroom went absolutely, it was pandemonium until the bell rung, like in the. She had no control over the classroom from there on out. Oh my god. I I don't know if I could actually just make myself do that. Uh, so the plan had been hatched at lunch, so I think he was just pounding water the entire time. Good lord. It was um I I mean hell, at this point this was like twenty-two years ago. Uh, and <laughs> you old shut up. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. Oh gosh. That's, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and I guess at the time, like you find stuff like that hilarious, but then also like now as a, a as a full grown adult, I'm like, what is the end game in that? You know, like, um, especially, especially if this kid wasn't driving age yet, like he had to call his parents. Right, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Man. I mean, the kid who agreed to it was... It was the kid that was, like, always getting in trouble. Yeah. So... so What's I, he up to now? Um... Do you, do you remember his name? Can you find him on Facebook? I, I, I know his name, and I believe he... I believe he's a plumber. Hey, there you go. Which... Which... Now that I think about it, is uh, is is a pretty ironic coincidence. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> given that story. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I um I remember one time, uh, it it didn't happen in my classroom, but it happened in the class right across the hall from me. Where you know we're just sitting there doing you know whatever, and all of a sudden like we hear this loud commotion across the hallway, and there are students like like flooding out of this classroom, right? And all of a sudden, you realize you see kind of a haze in the classroom. So some some poor girl had come to school and had, for whatever reason, had mace in her book bag. And it discharged during the middle of class. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. Like, fortunately, I think everybody got out, like, before it, like, got in anybody's eyes or anything like that. But they, they had to open up the windows, and they had to, like, go in and clean the entire class because it got a residue on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Not great. I haven't heard that one before. That's wild. Did, um, did you ever have the drug dogs? 
like come through? Um, no, no. I went to a smaller high school. Okay. There were like 60 people in my graduating class. Oh wow. Okay, that is small. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't recall there ever ever having been drug dogs coming through. Although that's not to say that they probably sh- that they shouldn't have had drug dogs coming through. <laughs> They probably should have. Man, I swear we they would come through like at least twice a year, maybe, at our school. Um, and even though like I knew I never had anything on me, there was always that thought in the back of my head of like, oh man, what if somebody's like put something in my book bag? Oh oh gosh, like what if what if they? <laughs> it's <laughs> always they... funny when like to see who's sweating in that kind oh, of yeah. situation. And somehow like they had at least two or three kids every time get caught oh yeah it's <laughs> like oh man y'all really weren't thinking this one through were you but nonetheless all right well that's that's enough ridiculous high school stories for now what do you say we get into this week in baseball history let's do it all right we're gonna jump into this week in baseball history as always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com. And the week we're going to be looking at is uh, May 10th through the 16th. Our first fact comes to us from May 10th, 1967. Braves outfielder Hank Aaron hits an inside-the-park homer off a of future Hall of Fame right-hander Jim Bunning in the team's 4-3 loss at the Phillies at Connie Mack Stadium. The eight-inning round tripper will be hammering Hank's only homer, which doesn't clear the fence out of his record-setting 755 home runs. So how about that? Hank had one single inside the park home run. Hank with the wheels. Yeah, yeah. Lip of that floating around anywhere? Hammer, hammer showing some speed. I doubt it. Although that would be kind of cool to see. Um, I'll take a gander, and if I happen to find a clip, I will definitely share that on the Twitter page this week. Very cool. <clears throat> All right, our next fact comes to us from May 12th, 2015. Giancarlo Stanton becomes the fourth player to hit a home run out of Dodger Stadium, joining Mark McGuire, Mike Piazza, and Willie Stargell, who accomplished the feat twice in 69 and 73. The jaw-dropping first-inning blast off of Mike Bolsinger, estimated to have traveled 475 feet, proves to be the only bright spot in the Marlins' 11-1 loss to L.A. at Chavez Ravine. So, how, how maybe maybe I, I missed you mentioning the distance. How far does it have to be to be out of Dodger Stadium? They're they're saying it was estimated 479 feet, but like that doesn't feel as impressive of a distance as it would need because i've seen that clip we saw we saw ronnie hit 481 last week yeah that's what i'm saying like i don't know have you ever have you seen the clip though of him hitting it out of dodger stadium i have not no it's bananas he absolutely unloads on this ball is that um, one of those like uh, like Marcelo Zuna's home run at, at Fenway Park that they said was like 450? It's like, gotta be, yeah. Like feet. 475 just feels very short. But let me tell you, the way that ball jumps off of Stanton's bat, like even to this day, blows my oh, mind. Yeah. It's, it's and, a- and, 
it, it's such like a short, compact, almost nonchalant swing, but the ball literally jumps off of the bat. The the guy's built like Captain America. It's it's just insane. Yes, I, I think he might be. I, he might be the most physically gifted player in in the major leagues, which and that's 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 not counting like injuries and stuff like that, but just well, I. I've built to mash baseballs. Well, and I've read before too that like in the weight room the guy is just unreal, you know. Oh, sure. Just, you know, he's he's pound for pound considered to be the strongest guy in the in the bigs. Um and he's having he's having a pretty good season so far this year. I mean, that guy can stay healthy. Look out. You know, that, that's always been his biggest question is, you know, how much playing time he actually gets each season, but I'm looking terrified. good so far. I'm terrified of the idea of that team if if Stanton and Judge are both healthy and get hot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of firepower there. A lot of firepower. <clears throat> All right. Our next fact comes to us from May 14th, 1976. So 45 years ago this week. In an unusual promotion... Visiting player Mike Schmidt makes many of the fans attending the game in Houston very happy. The promise of free beer for the Astrodome crowd if the Phillies' third baseman strikes out happens when the slugger whiffs in the top of the fifth inning of the team's 5-1 to one victory. What could go wrong? Yeah, I mean, what could go wrong? Let me tell you, though, I've been to a game where the team has a promotion for if a particular player happens to strike out and it's the best. So I went to a, um, a summer league, uh, collegiate wood bat game, uh, a couple of, a couple of years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of a, kind of a small stadium, like a $5 ticket to get in cheap beer, cheap hot dogs, you know, just a good, a good way to spend the summer night. But one of the promotions they had was they picked a player on the opposite team and deemed him the – I might have told a story on the show before, maybe. They deemed him the biscuit player of the night, okay? Basically, <laughs> basically, if this guy struck I out – I remember this, but yeah, I love if it. it. If this guy struck out at any point during the game, you got a coupon on the way out the door for a free biscuit at Bojangles the next day. So every time that this poor 19-year-old from whatever town, Texas – you know, trying to get some wood bat experience underneath his belt would come to bat. Uh, you know, roughly 98 North Carolinians would start chanting biscuit at him. And it was great. <laughs> I mean, just a low hum of biscuit, biscuit, biscuit. And when he finally struck out in his third at bat, you would have thought that the home team just walked it off. Like it was phenomenal. Just once in my life, I want to be part of a biscuit chant. <laughs> it was great. I, I, I can go to my grave saying that I have chanted biscuit at some poor college kid. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's something to really brag about or not. Oh, man, that's fantastic. All right. And our final fact this week comes to us from May 16th, 1981, 40 years ago this week. Astros shortstop Craig Reynolds hits three triples in one game, helping Houston to beat the Cubs 6-1. to one. 
The Texas native, who was only the 29th player since 1922 to have accomplished this feat, scores only one run but drives in four with his with his three baggers in the Astrodome contest. So we've talked about it before. In the cycle, hitting the triple has got to be the hardest uh, hardest hit to accomplish just because it's completely circumstantial. A lot has to go right and or wrong to achieve a triple. Also, the triple is the most exciting play in all of baseball. For this sure. man, this man hit three of them in one game. That's amazing. That's awesome. And it said, I mean, it says that he's the 29th guy to do it at up until that point since 1920. So in 61 years, 29 different guys did it. But I'm not aware of it happening recently. Are you? Not that I can recall. Like I feel like I would instantly know that. Um. But I don't know. Three triples in one game. That's wild. Craig Reynolds had the wheels on that night. I imagine he didn't feel very great the next morning. No, that's a lot of running. That is a lot of running. Well, that has been this week in baseball history. Do with that useless knowledge what you will. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back to recap the past week for the Atlanta Braves. If you or someone you know has a small business, you need to check out the creators of ChattingAveragePodcast.com, Goat Web Design. These guys have everything you need to get your small business up and running with an awesome online presence. They'll create your mobile and desktop-friendly website quickly and affordably with responsive service, and most importantly, it'll look amazing. Check them out on Twitter, at Goat Web Designs, on Instagram, at Goat Web Design, or on the internet at GoatWebDesigns.com, and tell them the guys from Chatting Average sent you. All right, so we are going to tiptoe through the last week for the Braves, and I say it that way because uh, it is currently going into the 12th inning of the Saturday night game that we're watching, so it is going to be very difficult to get through this, but we're going to do it for you guys. So going back to Tuesday, May 4th, Braves start their series in Washington, D.C. with Waskar Anoa on the hill. Braves take the game 6-1 to one on the back of an unbelievable performance from Waskar Ainoa. You get seven innings pitched, four hits, one unearned run, two walks, and four strikeouts. But the real story here is that Waskar Ainoa hits a grand slam to break the game open with two outs to dead center field. It was... It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I was losing my mind. Uh, yeah, so I missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I was at a um, I was at a high school baseball game that night because it was my last chance to see one of the teams that I cover uh, in action before my broadcast on Friday. And all of a sudden, I looked down at my phone, and you have sent me a message with many expletives describing the fact that Enoa hit a grand slam. <laughs> so that that was that was kind of great it was unbelievable um my my wife was about to take a shower and i was i was shouting to the point where she thought that i had seriously injured myself and immediately ran out of the bedroom to come check on me and make sure that she didn't need to drive me to the hospital uh come- <laughs> what? what what was wrong <laughs> it, it, it was exactly that and much to her surprise uh, Oscar, I know, had just hit a grand slam. That's fun. That is uh, that is good stuff. Also, 
the smile on his face as soon as he connected. Oh, so good. Because it was what it, like, it was a no doubter. He hit it oh, like yeah. 420 something feet to straightaway center. But he gave it a ride. Oh, man. <laughs> Second home run in as many starts. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild stuff. Like. After the first one, I was I was jokingly making uh, writing tweets, you know, comparing him to Shohei Otani, but um, I, I'm I'm no longer joking. The guy, yeah, guys batting like 400 with a couple of home runs. There are a lot of position players who can't say that. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, kind of kind of wild, and you love to see it. So definitely a good way to start out the uh, the Nat series this week. Absolutely. So from there, we get come back on Wednesday, and it's a special day on Wednesday because we finally get Max Freed back on the bump after his stint on the injured list. As you would expect from a Max Freed start, Braves win 5-3. to three. Max goes five innings, allowing only one earned run, surrendering only one walk, and striking out six. William Contreras goes two for four with his first career home run. And <laughs> yes, Mar- the... Uh- the better Contreras brother. The, the, uh, yes, the, the, the superior Contreras. Yes. Uh, and Marcelo Zuna goes two for four with a grand slam. Yeah. Making it two games in a row. The Braves have hit for grand slams. So we have, we, we've solved, we've solved the equation, guys. We have, we have come up with the solution to all of the Braves problems. It's just hit a grand slam once per game and and you're going to be in good shape i um i hate to burst your bubble on that though uh we uh we hit one against toronto last week remember okay i'm sorry i was distracted because uh austin riley just did his impression of happy gilmore in the batting cages getting ready for hockey season 364 days till next week's next year's hockey tryouts. I got to toughen up. He, he just took about a 110 mile an hour liner off the chest. Good lord. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. All Put right. Me. Put me in the ground after that one. Yep. So, all so right. We, we take we take the first two from the Nats. Took the first two from the Nats. Going into Thursday, we got Drew Smiley on the hill, and the way things have been going so far, that wasn't a good sign for the Braves. But we get Drew. We get the good Drew Smiley. We get the Drew Smiley that we saw in in San Francisco last year. He goes six yeah. innings full, will, allowing no earned runs, walks four and strikes four out. Yeah, I mean, it, you were happy to see it. I mean, this is this is kind of what we expected from from Drew Smiley from the get go, and finally he came out and had a very good start. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Uh, the Braves' three runs come courtesy of two RBI from Mahide Andrianza and an RBI from Marcelo Zuna. So low-scoring game, but Braves come out on top, take the sweep from the division rival Nationals in DC. So so nothing yeah. nothing to be upset about there. That is exactly the kind of turnaround you wanted after that terrible series against the Blue Jays. First sweep of the season too. We will take it. Absolutely. So uh, after that, you come home, you've got you got 
you got 14 out of 17 games at home starting on Friday, May 7th. You want to build off of that momentum? Uh, Phillies put it on us, guys. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Scored six runs in the first inning, and it was uh, it, it was just downhill from there. Charlie Morton gets the start, goes two-thirds of one inning, allowing six runs, but I should mention zero earned runs. Uh, part of the issue was, uh, was, was one rule to pass ball. It was a dropped third strike that got past Contreras and... Runner ended up getting to first, and the inning continued to, to spiral downward from there, courtesy of one of the worst strike zones I think I've ever seen. So, so yeah, he had a uh, he had a 86% on the ump scorecard this morning when that good, came guys. out. It was not good, and you, you not not 12 run bad, but no, no, we like there was. It was it was a bad game by the Braves. It was also a bad game by the umpires. But yeah. but I, I, I don't think we need to freak out too much about Charlie Morton yet. Um, it was it was a, a bad set of circumstances coupled with a few bad pitches here and there. And it just kind of spiraled out of control. And from there, uh, we had Josh Tomlin, Jesse Biddle and Carl Edwards come in, all gave up runs, too. Uh, and we can't blame all of those on the ump. It was just ugly, guys. Phillies win twelve to two. Yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna have those, but golly, you hate it though, especially uh, first first full capacity game for Atlanta this season, and then just kind of go out there and. Okay, so um, we just took a pause after reviewing the the Friday game. An ever so uh, slight pause. So, so we could watch the end of the Saturday game. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know what I just watched. I've never, I never <clears throat> thought the Braves could win that game at any point. That was something. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> The Braves were down three runs in the bottom of the 12th. A yeah. Team, a team that that through the 11th inning tonight had no had was 0 for 14 in extra innings. And yeah. the only walks they'd gotten were the two intentional walks that the Phillies had just given them. Yep. I, yep. Um. So. Uh, Braves load the bases in the bottom of the 12th with nobody out, uh, down seven to four. It was seven to four, right? Yeah, I think so. Down seven to four. William Contreras, the child starting catcher of the, of the Braves, uh, hits a, smokes a double to left field. Yeah, he, he ripped it. (laughs) Smokes a double to left field that would definitely have scored two runs, but Andrew McCutcheon bobbled the ball, so it ended up scoring three runs. Tied the game at seven, still nobody out. Then the very next, so, uh, uh, I, I don't, I, I can't even collect my thoughts. Someone laid down a bunt, and Contreras ran to third base, uh, and 
barely, barely beat the throw with one of the best slides I think I've ever seen. The swim move. The with swim the move. move. Like, like just, just reaches around the tag to barely touch the base a split second before he gets tagged. It's just a phenomenal slide to get to third base. So so you got runners at first and third, and Adrianza comes out and hits a fair ball down the right field line. Uh, Contreras scores the game-winning run. Braves win in 12 innings, 8-7. to seven, In a game they had no business winning. Uh, in a yeah. game that I feel like I've seen four or five times already this season, and the Braves lose every time. Somehow they pulled it off tonight. I'm so glad that for the first time we're actually able to give you like instant reaction to this on the show because this is this is phenomenal. That that was I I laughed honestly. Like I I had this really weird habit of like when incredible things happen, I just I laugh. That's just yes. my natural reaction. I just I laugh uncontrollably. Well, I started I, I started I started by screaming um many many expletives. Um, and then immediately after that started just laughing, like, like, I, I, we had no business winning. But no, no, was, there, there was, there was no reason for us to win that game. We, Holy we cow. lost that game on like four or five separate occasions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's. Wow. Man, did we need that win? That, I mean... We so desperately needed to not lose back-to-back games again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. We, you know, we, we've only done it twice this year where we've, you know, we've bookended a loss with wins. And it, it feels good to not get in... Not, you know, it's not good for any team really to get into that habit of... Oh, we lost one, and then we're gonna run out and lose another, and possibly lose three in a row. You know, you just can't be productive that way. So it feels good to, you know, really more than anything help your record just coming out with a win for a game that, like you said, we had no business winning. I, I man, I wish this had been on national television for the for the entire world to see. Um, this was. This was as good of a game, if not better, than the Sunday night baseball game between the Dodgers and the Padres that went to went to 12 innings as well. Um, oh, and you know, man, I mean, and, and, and what's fun is like this game's going to get a lot of media coverage, too. Like MLB just it is it is 1215 a.m. on Sunday, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there that might be listening to this show. Um, they just tweeted out. Uh, about about the game like this is gonna get some play wow fun so much fun (laughs) my god i should not be this emotionally emotionally invested in a game occurring (laughs) on may 8th and 9th like, well, you know, it though, they they have been needing a win like this. You know, they, they've had a couple of good series, you know, in the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, taking three out of four from the Cubs and, you know, putting up a bunch of runs and then sweeping the, the Nats earlier this week. I, I just I just saw this as we're talking. 
uh-huh. they, they did a replay of the uh, a different angle of the final hit. William Contreras, Deion Sanders high steps to home plate and spikes his helmet. <laughs> I love I love oh, this kid so much. It's uh it was beautiful. Beautiful. From from a from the bottom of the lineup that had been struggling. Like we we had not gotten good at bats out of Contreras and Adrianza so far uh, in the last couple of games. Um and and those were the guys that did it. Uh, it's just uh, everything was perfect. Well, and and, and let, let's was put this so imperfect, and then the ending was so perfect. And let let's just put this in perspective. Uh, they blew the Phillies blew a two run lead in the ninth, a one run lead in the eleventh, and a three run lead in the twelfth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, mercy. So that feels really great. Um, One thing you, you may or may not notice from the recording is that after we finished recapping the uh, the, the Friday game, um, Cam has to get up very early on Sunday. So yes. so I was I was giving him the rest of the night off. I was yes. going to recap the last game uh, yes. because we were down three runs. Looks yes. like it was over. Yes. And and I just DM'd him and I said, Cam, if we win this game, you have to get back on the call that that I don't make the rules like that's just how it is. And so here we are. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Currently sitting in my boxers as we record this. That's that's fine. I, I, yes. I, I think there are probably a lot of Braves, pan, Braves fans who have uh, who have lost their pants at this point. Yes, I mean, it's just a naturally occurring thing. I mean, I, I was laying in bed when we won this game. <laughs> but fortunately, my fortunately my wife was still awake too. We were just kind of laying there. Um, you know, she she was she was looking through a book that that she's reading right now, and then I was you know I was kind of watching the game on my phone. <laughs> as soon as Adrianza hit the ball, I just audibly said, "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> Oh, fun stuff, boys and girls. Is there anyone better to steal a win from than the Philadelphia Phillies in a game where they intentionally plunked Ronald Acuna Jr. and sent him packing? Uh, It gives me life, Alex. It it, it really does. (laughs) Fantastic. Every time this team starts to push me away, they pull me back in. Yes. We'll say, friend. (laughs) That is a great way to end a Saturday night. Absolutely. But do but do tell, what do we have to look forward to this coming week? All right, so running through the next few games for the Atlanta Braves, we've got the Sunday night matchup on ESPN featuring Waskar Inoa back on the mound against Aaron Nola. From there, Toronto comes to town. We've got Max Freed up against Robbie Ray on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we've got Drew Smiley against Yunjin Ryu. On Wednesday, on Thursday, we've got Charlie Morton against against Ross Stripling. Friday, Am I reading that right? Is that a 12:20 start on Thursday? That is a 12:20 start. It's a getaway game. From there, we travel up to Milwaukee. Hey. Ian Anderson takes the mound against uh, an incredibly hot. Adrian Hauser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, Waskar Inoa is back on the mound against Brett Anderson. And on Sunday, we've got the 2-10 start with Max Freed back on the hill 
up against Freddie Peralta. Fun. So going to be uh, a great baseball ahead of us. Hopefully we can close out this series tomorrow night on, <clears throat> on national television uh, and, uh, and, and start going on a streak because this team needs, needs to get some wins. We are one game away from 500. We could do it on Sunday night. Please, 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 please let this team be 500 when you guys listen to this episode on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I just sincerely hope that this is the win. Like, this is the moment that we look back on and we say that kicked them in the pants to really get it going. You know, we hadn't had that big come from behind. Right. You know, right. like scratching what we saw claw. tonight. What we saw tonight was the identity of the 2020 and the 2019 Atlanta yep. Braves. Yep. And and that had been missing for the first five or six weeks of the season. This was a team that was struggling to find its identity. And, and I, I can't unequivocally, unequivocally say that we found it tonight, but, you know, it's possible. This is, this is the look of the 2019 Braves, the 2020 Braves. Like, this is the team that we knew and loved and expected to see here in 2021. Let's keep this gravy train rolling, baby. Hell yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. For Cam, I'm Alex. We will see y'all next week for another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. Bye! With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.